Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss Nona the Ninth, which we've already mentioned the author in previous episodes. It's Tamsin Murray. I may be saying that incorrectly, but that's the name. So if you'd like more information on the author, you can go back to those episodes. Um, I believe it is Trilogy War Part 2 that we discuss her for Gideon the Ninth. Uh, as for this book, I did not actually write the plot down because we're kind of at that point in the trilogy, so I feel like the plot's pretty given. If you're here, you've probably listened to the other episodes. But a kind of brief summary is that we are with Nona, who all she wants is to have a birthday party and invite, like, all of the dogs. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, we have Harrow, who is talking to god and we don't know what has happened to gideon um so i'm going to try my best to talk with clearness um but my brain is not doing well today so on that note kim what did you think of the book i like the book still um it's it's the characters are way too complicated for me and i don't have enough time i think if i could really slowly read this over a longer period of time and really engage in 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 it um at the time frame that i would choose to engage in it i i would mm -hmm. like it a lot more but since we're moving through it so fast and everything that we read is so fast um i the the, the characters just kind of slide through and then the author does this really interesting thing, which I actually quite like. Nobody has a gender. The genders change. They're fluid. They're and, and you can be talking about one person, and then the descriptor makes them sound distinctly male, but everything has been she, she, she. And then it will switch back, and suddenly it's like, okay, but now they they're it's the same character. The gendering is he, but the descriptor is she. It, it it's interesting, and it doesn't bother me but it makes following the characters for me even more difficult okay i dread asking this sarah what did you think of the book she loved it i know she did it's getting better oh. with every book we read no yeah uh <laughs> this i don't was... believe that a good book. I enjoyed reading it. The end. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's Sarah's opinion. I hope none of us believed that because that was <laughs> not A plus acting on your part. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Y'all are like, oh, can't look, even there's listen the to the last recording because, you know, <laughs> the just unrelenting vitriol um so, that i contribute so, is apparently unpleasant to listen to so no it's not that what? that is not why i couldn't <laughs> read the last one that is not or listen to the last one that is not what i meant i meant it was you were triggering her as she listened to it <laughs> yeah yeah because i was i was it was making me feel defensive towards a book that i didn't choose for it because i love this book i just chose it because it was something i had heard a lot about um and became interested in but i will admit quite 
I thought Gideon was male and I like male-centric stories. I don't tend towards female-centric stories. And this has been the most female-centric story I have, think I have ever read in my entire life. Every character is female or male or not. You um, should read Ancillary Justice if you haven't already. I have not. But I don't have time to read what you guys throw in my lap. So uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, yeah. Anyway, so I wasn't, it, it was making me feel defensive and I didn't want to feel I see. That's all well, it was. It, you know, I you apologize. have the right to your opinion. No, um, you have the right to your opinion. You don't have to like the, like the book. Um, you just have to read it. I don't it. want to make this an unpleasant experience. Um, although, I mean, since I do have to go through the unpleasant experience of reading it, <laughs> is it sort of revenge? Kind of? It I is. don't know. It's okay. I will say that there's two good things. I thought you were flipping me off. Yeah. No. Fuck off. No. <laughs> There are two good things I like to She's note about this book. I like it. Um, so Wait, I'm sorry. That... I'm sorry. Did you say there were two good things you noticed yeah. about this book? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just... okay. So the first okay, one, it smelled so good. Like, divine. <laughs> Every time. 10 out of 10. I would daydream to this book. Like, it was solid. Really. As long as you didn't have to acknowledge the contents of it. Just the smell. <laughs> So okay. good. Such a good library copy. And then the second thing is that the, um, so this book, you know, it's like two and a half inches thick and mm -hmm. my fan is slightly too low to reach my face at night. And I noticed that if I put this book under the fan, it like raised it the perfect amount. So I could, I slept so well for like a week until I had to read this book and take it out from under my fan. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry. sorry. I need a copy of the book. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Did both of your two good things have to do with the physicality of the book and not the story? Did you just mislead me and gaslight me into thinking that you were going to comment on the content of the story and then gave me two good things about the physical capacity of the story? Well, I think I just said that there were two good things about the book. I didn't say it was about the content. She's not lying to you. <laughs> Okay, awesome. other good things about this book, there were characters and things happened and there was also dialogue. Okay. So, you know, well uh, done. That's like content. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amber, what did you I, think of this book? I loved this book. I thought Nona was fucking hilarious. I thought she was adorable. I loved the ending. It completely and utterly ended up being not what I thought. I I legitimately spent most of this book going, okay, this is either going to be Harrow or this is going to be Gideon. And it, it was neither. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Loved it. Fantastic. Um, I loved getting to see more of Camilla and Palamedes. I loved getting to meet um, Pyrrha. The audiobook is so good. Like, seriously, if you've not listened to this as an audiobook, you are depriving yourself of, like, grade A voice acting. It yeah. just, it's just, it's amazing. Um, okay, we got to pause for a second because Sarah has set her camera in I'm such sorry. a way that I can't. Nope, sit back up. She I wants to read the fucking the, the... love your t-shirt and I want a copy of that t-shirt. I want my own. Hey. It says band Sarah... fascists. And no, then it has a book on it. Save the books. I love it. I want that shirt. Anyway. And then it's got a happy, cheery book just like Prance yep. in there on yes, the cover. It's from Boardwalk.com. Yep. 
Boardwalk, it's you said? Boardwalk.com. But boardwalks felt like board as an I am board, like B-O-R-E-D. Okay, okay. Anyway, okay. go on. I lost where I was. I sorry. You said you like Palamedes, uh, Camilla, um, and then I don't know if you said more before Kim. Yeah, uh, I think I was talking about the voice acting. I love Pira. Oh yeah, Pira yeah. is great. Um, I also I love the fact that we are now on book three, and each and time happened. Sorry, we're on book three, and each time, and each time we get to discover characters from the past books from different point of views and it really shows how we look at people and we interpret them based on our own perspectives as opposed to who they actually are because like the first book is Gideon and Harrow is this stoic you know like evil boss lady and then we get to Harrow's book and like she's just crazy in the brain (laughs) and you know we we have this this weird relationship going on with Gideon and then we get to this book and man Gideon is a bit of an ass in this when she finally comes back and I was like it's interesting because this author takes the time and instead of keeping you endeared to Gideon she's kind of like listen from somebody else like Nona's perspective Gideon's a bit of a butthole I'm like, you know what? No, I can see it. I can see where someone who doesn't know Gideon very well is not in Gideon's head would be like, wow, what? A brat. <laughs> so I loved you didn't that. Get that from the first book? No, I just loved Gideon yeah. in the first book. I mean, I, I knew she was an asshole, but like in the but first book, the it's from Gideon, is it? Yeah, it's the same Gideon. I... Oh, I am so confused. Okay, so, okay. There is Pira who is in Lictor Gideon's body because Pyrrha was Gideon's cavalier. The original Gideon's. Gideon the first. The original Gideon the first. So Pyrrha is in Gideon the first's body, which is why there are those masculine descriptions that you talked about, because it is a man's body, but Pyrrha is a female spirit. Um, So that's Gideon the first. Prince Kyrian, Kyrana Gaia? That's Gideon. That's Gideon name. Gideon the Ninth. Yeah. I was confused by the ending. I know you were. I was listening to you. I think that's the author's gold, quite frankly. I do. Because her descriptions, everything starts to break down the closer she gets to the ending. And I don't know if she's just not great at conveying what's happening or if it's intentional, but it's like every single book, once things like shit hits the fan it really just it gets very i think it's ambiguous kind of vague i think it's intentional um so, yeah. i think it has to do with the perspective i was able to track it but at the same time i could recognize where certain factors instead of the author giving us the full big picture and like pulling us out of the scope of whoever the character actually is um she definitely keeps the knowledge of the moment centered very much on what that character would actually know so like nona has no fucking clue who half these people are um and her perception of things were changing because she was dying so she was not having a like a full awareness of everything that's going on she was just bearing witness to it and even harrow was a way of masking everything that's supposedly going on and simplifying i just 
that's one of the things this author does is is and amber calls it red herrings i like your phrasing of it of masking better i but i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's just a decision made in writing the story um sometimes when i listen to it because i didn't read it at all um i'm like okay yeah this is pretty cool because nobody knows what's happening but there are characters that know what happened what's happening but they have to remain silent because they're not trying to guide anything um and then other times i'm just like this is just this is just lazy ass writing um to keep the the reader guessing so it, I, I, think it I don't think way. it's, yeah, I, I don't think it's lazy ass writing. Uh, I think it's a lot more, it's a lot more complicated than most books try to give you. Um, I think there's a lot more mapping and awareness and world building that even we are given, um, which can make it hard. Like if you're given a world that the author knows all the details and knows how to navigate it, but they're not necessarily trying to make it easy for you to navigate. I can understand where that would be frustrating for people. Um, I enjoyed it. And I suspect I will go back and reread these books and enjoy it even more then. Um, because details that at the first read you might miss because you're just trying to figure out what the story is, I think become easier the more often you read the book. And I don't know, I kind of like it when I know that there's a book that I can go back and read and know that I'm going to discover something again, because I'm one of those readers that it's very rare that I can go back to a book and discover new information. Usually I catch it pretty solidly the first time and there isn't like any like, oh, that's what they were doing. Um, so I like knowing that I could go back to this book and find more information. Um, I'm looking forward to when we're done with this this game we're playing with with this podcast, which is you know it's fun. I'm enjoying every minute of it, but then I can go back and and physically sit and read these books and and take my time with them and knowing the overall story by then, because we'll read the last one. Um, <laughs> um, Y'all are gonna have so much fun with that. <laughs> so then then. I can I can take my time with it and really break it down and read it again and see where the hints were actually there because I don't think this was ever intended to be a one read book. I think no, I think this was intended to be a world that people will fall into and fall in love with and and wish they were part of. And it's it's clear that because I mean people um people do their their cosplay with it and and all of that people love it so yeah um. Okay, so so the big the big big thing is what did you guys think of who Nona is? Sarah. Did you care? I not didn't care? Have okay. I mean I Gideon. didn't think it was oh. Gideon or no uh the Harrow. other one. Hera. Um I didn't think it was either of them at any point. Um but I didn't really know or care as to who it was going to be and then it was revealed that it wasn't Hera or get uh Gideon and I was like okay yeah cool, cool. okay Kim I kind of I was like falling into the trap that was being laid of this is one of the two of them reborn and they're just infantile and they're maturing as we're going along and so I 
I just went with that. Was I surprised when it ended up not being either one of them? Mm, not particularly. You had hinted at it because we had had a conversation and I was I was frustrated. Um, well, I had but guessed not, it last so, time. Yeah. Was yeah. it? I had guessed it. <laughs> Go ahead. So was it supposed to be Electo then? That was... Yes, it's Electo. Okay, that's what you, I okay. So, so then the next thing that makes me excited: Do you guys who realize who Electo is? It seemed like it was the soul of the planet or something. It's the soul of Earth. Earth, yeah. So I was like, okay, um, okay. So then I wasn't wrong. I just want to make yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and it's the, it's the soul of Earth, but it's also I don't understand God's how Electo child. got into that body, but I mean not. Not uh, Electo's body, but like Harrow's empty body. Like, did John because Harrow there? No, Harrow pushed her out of her body. If you remember, in the end of Harrow, in the epilogue, Harrow goes to the tomb. She doesn't return to her body. Harrow snuggles up to yeah. I remember been... Harrow like went yeah somewhere and uh, to so like, hang displaced... out with what she thought was the body. Yeah, I so see. it displaced okay. Electo, and so Electo went to Harrow's body. But Harrow's body was denying her because she's not the soul that's supposed to be there. Gotcha. Okay. And because, you know, Harrow messed with her frontal lobe cortex lobotomy thing, her body wasn't equipped for, like, actually properly carrying a soul, let alone a soul who I suspect was never actually allowed to live. Um, I think we're going to find out that John secured Electo in the tomb pretty quickly. Well, so I think was... that when we have John's story going throughout this in random chapters, um, I think he's he he got full of himself and he realized at the end that he got full of himself and he fucked up and he ruined everything, um, and he was trying to fix it, but there was he he couldn't fix it because he's not a god; he is still a man that just got intense powers. So. I don't think he's trying to fix things because he's just trying to kill the billionaire trillionaire. Sorry. No, no, no. I think once he managed to turn Electo into like a walking being, he decided he didn't want anyone to have any other powers like them. He has been sending the lictors to go kill all the other planets to stop them from anyone else being able to capture the soul of a planet. He doesn't want someone to be as all-powerful as him because he's managed to take what is the essence of Earth and now controls her. So I think he's a I think he's 110% a bad guy. He went off the deep end, full cultist, full crazy. And now he is doubling down and doesn't want anyone to have the same level of power as him. I don't think any of the lictors are actually his friends. They're all dead. They're all dead. The Gideon that we know, Mercy that we know, Augustine, they're not the original ones. They died in this book. We were told. John told us they died. Yeah. So yeah, so who are I all these people then. They're he just his re- versions he of re- them. Created them, but like he okay. said that he would. Just that they wouldn't have the memories of what happened, so that makes it easier for him to uh, write the narrative as he sees fit. It doesn't strike me in this that they're working in his favor. 
but again i i fully admit I, all I mean by the end of it of yeah. harrow they weren't so maybe they're trying to set things right yeah i think so well and and i think so we got the hint in this book that or we got the explanation basically that the revenants are souls that are forced back into bodies but john doesn't actually know how to reconnect the correct soul to the correct body so i don't think these are i don't i don't think they're there they're the original people i think they are souls that he managed to and they could be other planet souls it's possible that he's been going around and forcing other souls into these bodies to function i don't know I mean, that part i'm what, not sure nine resurrection beasts and he did destroy all of the other planets in the solar system mm -hmm. so um yeah so i think i think they are not i think we're called they're being called lictors but i think they're just revenants um no i thought the I revenants think... though were the reanimated creatures like the body is left empty and then something comes and fills it like with what happened okay to i i okay i forgot that you guys didn't read the short story okay so there is a short story that is called the mystery case of dr wait Sex. you can't hear kim I didn't say anything out loud. I said I didn't know oh. it was a short story. Yes, yes. I I'm sorry. Can't read it... something that I doesn't know I don't know exists. No, so. yeah, and I totally forgot Fine. that the information that explained what the revenants is is in that short story. So in the short story, Palamedes and Camilla are 13 years old and they are tasked with going with the archivist to go open up the study of Dr. Sex, who was studying some artifact. Um, and it's been 400 years since that study has been opened. They go and open the study, and there are two skeleton hands on the table. And one of the crew of the archaeology group goes over to assess how old the bones are, only to go, wait, these are only 210 years old, which means that the hands arrived in the study during the time that it was closed. Palamedes, being the smart child that he is, figures out that a skeleton that is used to go out and clean up like the outside of the facility where it's safe for skeletons to go but not people um had been occupied by dr sex because he kept being reawoken for these like seance thingies his ghost due to the you know the house that does the ghost stuff and so dr sex and his determination to open up this last thing that he was working on occupies the skeleton and in the process becomes a revenant so a revenant is when a soul is displaced onto something that it's not supposed to be whether it be a body or what have you so i think all of the lictors are revenants hmm. okay so i think that when i listen to this book all of this sounds really reasonable and i enjoy listening to it and then you start explaining shit and I go into full the peanuts mode. Want, 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 want. You are saying a <laughs> lot of words and they all mean something, but put them together and it's randomness. <laughs> and that 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 would be my 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 weirdness in this book. I, I think I really like, which is funny because this is the exact opposite of Sarah. I think I really like the way she writes. I mm -hmm. like the way her words flow. I like listening to it. The, the the as you said earlier amber the um narrator 
in the in it, she's phenomenal. I cannot believe how many different voices that that woman is capable of doing. Um, <laughs> and I know when when we switch from one character to another, and I've gotten to where I recognize the different characters. I may not remember their names or their 15 versions of their names or the 15 descriptors of their names, um, but I recognize their voice. So I know yeah. who's who's who. Um, but then it's like, let's break down this. And we're talking about souls and worlds. And we're talking about, you're talking about a study. What study? It, you're talking about the study like it's this thing that is a known thing, but it's not a known thing. Like, yeah. I, well, I, I that's because I forgot I you guys hadn't read the short story and the study. The I mean, materials. I know it's supplemental like, material. That's that the most enjoyable existed. part of reading a book is needing to read all the supplemental <laughs> information in order to, to understand. Really, <laughs> really understand it, but it's probably <laughs> actually going to be relevant to the final plot line because <laughs> plot line is real. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the reason why I enjoy this is I love when the characters are interesting and the, the writing style is interesting. And then you get to do the theorizing of what's going to happen next. What does it mean? So I am like me, a pig this is all and a so pig random. This is all so random that the theorizing is pointless. That's, I, I feel the same way. I feel like the author is going to intentionally do whatever she can to make it like, even if it just doesn't necessarily make sense with what she's done before, she doesn't want people to be able to guess it. So she's just going to do whatever. So it's like, I don't even want to theorize. I don't think I'm just... so. <laughs> yeah. I think when it's all said and done, we'll get to the last sentence and go, oh, okay. There we are. The last That's sentence is going to have Electo probably maybe dying because that is how every book has ended but for these protagonists. It's clearly so going to be a restoration of Earth. It is. Um, Probably, but I mean, just the, the last three books, you know, this, they all There was the supposed to be a trilogy. Amber was telling me this, and I kind of looked it up. It was supposed to be a trilogy. Trilogy. This book was thrown in. They, The publisher yeah. said, Talk about got filler. this book. And it, and it is filler. It is literally this unknown, I'll call her child. She's 19. She's not a child. Um wandering the world and her her day-to-day -day life i mean she technically she's six months old yeah i know she's obs she obsessively goes to school and goes to school and i don't understand the opening chapter with the, the party with the dogs and then there is one dog through the entire fucking book um yeah <laughs> so anyway i i can't with you guys i just <laughs> I, it's terrible. I like this. I like the book. I've enjoyed listening to it, but I I think it's a little too convoluted. Um, oh but in God. the end, it will probably I, just all snap into understanding. Like, or you have you to read guys, it three times to get there. I give you books. And you're like, oh, this or is you have to simple. what? The plot was too predictable. I give you like I really you have to thick... read it three times to really have it snap there, into yeah. place. I give you like really thick long books and you're like, oh, this would have been great, but the story was too long and they could have cut stuff. I give you something that's like complicated that's and you really gotta think about and you guys go, oh, you know, it's too convoluted. Complicated. convoluted. She's just adding a bunch of stuff onto the pile to make it seem like it's complex. I cannot she win makes... with you guys. I no, cannot no, no. win. To me, and this is my opinion on it, and I'm fully acknowledging that a lot of people will really enjoy this. To me, she makes it more complicated than it is. She has characters die and come back. 
but they come back and they're not quite themselves or they're not themselves or they're somebody completely different. She gives differing names to the same characters over and over and over again while giving different characters the same name. It, it, and it, having titles. That, and having titles and descriptors. And I mean, in th the current book, nobody has a name. They have a descriptor. The crown that I can't even think. Crown, the captain, um, the, uh, warden. The, the, well, warden was Palamedes and Nona knew him yeah. as Palamedes, but. I know. It, it's just, just. Well, hot sauce was hot sauce's name. I know. Like, I know. But there was implications. Or born in the, the morning. Point. Like. Yeah, born <laughs> I had a hard time keeping track of the children. To be fair, up until, shush! Up until the point, that's <laughs> me. That hot sauce shot Nona. There was kind of an implication that hot sauce was something more than hot sauce was, but hot sauce was just what hot sauce was. Yeah, she was just a little fourteen-year-old girl who thought she was and, all the shit. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden she freaks out and blows off Nona's head. So somebody who's supposed to be her friend. She doesn't even take her time with it. This is supposed to be your friend and you just blow her head off. Um, and then it regenerates and you're like, what? And run away. I, yes. Because like, oh, you've been raised so unexpected, to even believe though I saw happen before. that necromancers are evil. I, I understand. I'm just saying. The story is intentionally made convoluted. Maybe on, like Sarah said, on my third read, and will I go back and read it again once we're done with all of this? Probably because I want to be able to to sink into it rather than skip over it, which is what I have to do because I don't I don't have time to read this type of book in a week. Um, I don't have enough hours to put into it. I can give you two weeks for this one. I still don't have enough hours. You do know I work a nine hour day, right? And I would like you to do weekends. besides read and work <laughs> in my life. I would like to, you know, occasionally watch a TV show. Listen, guys, she loves providing this material to you. Do not let these two act like, you know, I am forcing them at gunpoint to record no, this I'm podcast. Enjoying no, I'm enjoying it. As they say, you can be like, being to gunpoint yet, but if you want me to read Electo. <laughs> we might have to sit there with a gun over your head. <laughs> Okay, well, listen. I'm like at the if, head. If it's over the head, then I'll be fine. Okay, I can shift it. Listen, for others who want to theorize about this, hit me up on TikTok because these two <laughs> are very quickly looking at being replaced. <laughs> <laughs> because, my God, I just said those who want to theorize, hit me up on TikTok. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you guys don't like the various names. I, again, I actually love it because we have different characters and like it just, it, we don't, you don't refer to someone as simply their name. We've had this conversation before. I, I don't know. I'm just do this again. <laughs> I'm yes, just saying, you're the one who just said you but, don't like that part. So I'm defending it. I'm, I'm going to defend it. That while there, there are, are a lot of names, I felt like it did make sense in this book because Nona is not familiar with these characters in the same way we are. So Thank you, Sarah. However, as a reader, I need to know who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> that doesn't do me any good other than to make my brain swim as I'm reading this. And that if that's intentionally done, which it is intentionally done in this book, that to me is 
Um, I mean, it is intended. Oh, Corona's Corona Beth. What a surprise. Um, So, I mean, you know. Anyway, Amber's getting pissy at us. No, I'm not. Um, Also, Hot Sauce and all of them had weird names because they clearly, their world had weird naming things. Well, yeah. Because. Okay, I brought up Hot Sauce, Hot Sauce. We suffer. example. I couldn't Our Lady of Passion. Else's. Yeah, I couldn't Who's remember. Gideon's cousin, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful Ruby. Like, this was clearly, like, name. And what's Adam- up with Nona and being, like, sexually turned on by everybody around her? She was in love with everybody. She was just absolutely in love with everybody. No? That was just me? I... I mean, she certainly felt attraction and affection for everyone in different and ways. Not necessarily sexual attraction. Sexual, but like, yeah. yeah. And but just like and she thought we, people were beautiful, even like older people, um, which was interesting. Uh, and I mean, there's what? Well, okay, so there's two factors. One, she gets to the end of this and she says, I don't know what love is. So she thought she was just going to keep saying, I love you to these people. Two, she is the fucking embodiment of Earth. And people are from Earth. Okay. So, like, they're, like, like she loves them because, as a planet, her whole purpose is to, like, be a planet, which these people used to live upon. So, like, why wouldn't she feel love towards the things that occupy her? It... <laughs> I never got into sexual in fact okay, anytime okay, it okay. was I'm sexual sorry <laughs> anytime poorly <laughs> and and anytime it it was sexual two things one anytime it came off as sexual it was others who made it sexual because they thought they were talking to gideon they thought it was gideon in the body and two the one time where she's like oh yeah this guy came but up to me was and gideon, was like told me it was harrow they thought it was gideon oh okay um or they were trying to test who it was but i think they were leaning towards gideon but they were confused why she couldn't fucking fight with a sword um true that's true there was the sword stuff yeah Yeah. and then the one time someone like approaches her and makes sexual connotations she went like full asexual like i don't okay okay i can take my referring to was her descriptors (laughs) all right i said it in okay inappropriate not inappropriately i i didn't just distinguish what i was saying very well she was very focused on the physical of everybody around her what they look like what you know which which parts of their body she found interesting it was that's what i was referring to there were a lot of descriptors of what people looked like she was very focused on the looks so honestly when i was reading those it made me think about the fact that like more often than not with like cats or dogs you're never like oh my god that is a fucking ugly dog you know there are some dogs that are like actually okay you don't like dogs you never look at a cat and be like oh my god that's the ugliest cat ever there's some breeds where you're like "Eh, that's not my breed but most of the time we don't look at cats and be like oh no your nose is too squishy or no you're too fat we're like oh you chubby little creature like i think it was just nona loving her pet humans is the best way i can say it is she only saw the beautiful in her pet humans okay that was my take on it more of like a childlike like just noticing physical features on people and just having that childlike innocence of just like oh 
this is amazing and this part and this person is amazing and just that's how it read to me um yeah I thought it was cute (laughs) I wasn't expecting Sarah to be my tag team partner on this I'm a little surprised (laughs) April Fool's Um, this doesn't come out on April Fool's so fail you failed the tiny whiny again it's still April Fool's Day so you failed the timey wimey thing again, guys. I like that Nona talked to Vera. Sorry, say it one more time. I like that Nona talked to Varen. Varen, the seventh, the resurrection beast just hanging out in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Planet to planet. Just yeah. chatting. Yeah, that I mean that that was kind of when I was like, oh, that's probably why. Um the, the remnants are just displaced spirits and they've been running around killing freaking planets god john i also i love the fact that john has not figured out that harrow is an electo he full-on throughout the entire thing we're having like these full-blown conversations like he was talking to electo and and harrow's like i still love you and he's like you always say that and I'm like, oh, this fucker thinks it's Electo. He thinks it's Electo. And Earth's just saying, I love you. I love you. And it's just Harold being like, you are God. I love you. I have no fucking clue what you're saying, but I love you. And I'm going, of course, that's what you always say. And Harold's like, okay. <laughs> and he gets to the end and he's like, and I did this to you. You are more powerful than I am. And Harold's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and so he thinks it's fucking Electo. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yep. I don't know if you guys caught on to that or found that hilarious. Clearly not, because you guys are not laughing. You are not nodding your heads. I, I... I'm trying to think. I don't know. I, I, I think when I was reading it, I just assumed that he knew it was Harrow because I thought he referred to her as Harrow before. But maybe it was I just she did. was referred to as Harrow in the narrative and not actual dialogue. Um, but yeah, I just assumed he knew it was Harrow, although. In retrospect, that does make some of the dialogue not make sense, um, since uh, John doesn't really give a shit about Harrow, as far as I know. Um, And obviously, Harrow was not alive at the time that all of that stuff was going down. So, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, he thought he was having like a spiritual one-on-one with Electo, the embodiment of Earth. And it's just Harrow because she's in the wrong body. (laughs) Sorry, again. <laughs> I I found it funny. Um, clearly, clearly just me. Uh, <laughs> no, not just. I mean, yes, I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I had an emotional reaction one way or another. Because at first I thought it was because every time Gideon, I because okay, let's be fair. At first, when those chapters were happening, I was like, oh, Gideon keeps falling asleep in Harrow's body, so Harrow can take over, and she's having these conversations on the spiritual level with john and then i finally got to the point i was like oh no they are timed to when nona falls asleep but like or gets knocked out i'm like but it's not that that's nona having the conversations with john it's that at the same time john is talking to harrow and um yeah he he thinks he's talking to electo so, okay, Sarah, in the past, you had complained that you didn't get enough of the world building beyond the nine houses. Did you get that this time? We got, like, the past history of what happened well, to Earth? Like, 
I mean, you know, two books too late, but yes, it was nice to find out what had happened to start all this off. Um, I still don't really have a whole lot of building on the, the houses themselves. Don't really care about, well, <laughs> don't really care about any part of this book, but don't really care about the houses. Uh, but again, so we're just seeing what life is like on this one particular planet. I forget the name of it because they have... Well, I think it's Tau? beyond the belt. No, wait. Tau Seti was where the trillionaires were headed. I'm really disappointed that he didn't kill them. Um, I hope that happens. I mean, I know they're dead by now because this was years and years and thousands and myriad years ago. But, like, their descendants might the... be out there. I think killable. their descendants are the blood of Eden. No, I got the sense that they were long gone and, like, he doesn't know where they are. He knows okay. who he is. Um, so, you know be cool if he could like slaughter all their descendants um but <laughs> otherwise yeah i mean it was again nice to get that insight i suppose but it's too late for me to care but uh, if you'd gotten all of this earlier would you have cared i don't know i didn't so it's a difficult hypothetical to imagine oh i feel like i'm pulling teeth <laughs> Okay, what else would you guys like to talk about about these books? What other opinions, thoughts did you have? Because I can just start. I have tabs. Do I need to just start going through my tabs? Probably. I don't have tabs. Yeah. I don't have tabs either. Oh, man. Okay, so I mentioned this to Kim. This, uh, I'm going to read a quote. And I was like, God damn, could this not be more applicable to right now? Uh, let me see here. I don't want to read you the riot act. Don't care about what people say. Care about what people do. People say all kinds of things because it's so easy to open your mouth and make words come out. It's the doing that shows what you, what they are and what they feel. And I thought, I just, I was like, given everything that's happening right now with trans rights, abortion rights, autonomy, you know, gun control all of that i was like yep nope this is this is 100 percent accurate there's what people say and then there are people who are doing action and the actions speak so much louder than the words that they choose to say um so yeah i just that one i just needed to it's it's clear that this book is written um by somebody who's very aware of our our societies and I say that plurally, not just yeah. um, an American society. Um, this writer is is very. Molly froze. Oh, she did freeze. How oh, politics works, how society works, how they interact with each other, how they. Um, I just went unstable, so I could buffer here pretty soon. But you, um, you, you froze. Did I? Am I bad? Yeah, bad. yeah you are. <laughs> but it's like you started a thought and then it sounded like at first I thought you were just like thinking I about what you were going to say. I did a moment and then I, I got a notice that said your your connection is unstable and then I went fuck. Nope. Um, nope. The pause happened before that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway but no the writer is very clear that uh, not very clear is, is very aware <laughs> of society and and 
like cults and how they function, politics and how it functions, and how these systems play off of each other. Also tapping into um, conspiracy theories that are so prevalent in society today. And are there people that are actually manipulating these conspiracy theories? And you can take that straight into QAnon and, and whether there is actually somebody on a, that is functioning on a higher level within our society and manipulating the um, less intelligent among us. So it, and, and all of that plays really well into the book. And that's the stuff I find really interesting. But then you start delving this into the story that's being written. And that's where I'm just like, okay, whatever. It, it, that's, that's a little too convoluted. But the, the author is, is extremely intelligent and is, knows what she's writing about. Just doing it in a weird sort of way. Okay. So continuing on that, my next, my next little tabby also follows that same line of thought and again part of this is because obviously early this week of recording there was another school shooting and um so i was that was definitely in the forefront of my mind you know tiktoks being threatened to be banned all that kind of stuff and so this next one it says and like at some point you stop wanting people to listen you want people to do and and i definitely i hit a part where i i was on social media this week and i was like i am i am so tired of people having to reiterate the trauma story of what happened to them and people listening to me, oh my god i can't believe that happened to them oh i can't believe you know this person was a victim to multiple shootings you know they bore witness to shootings and it's like how many more times do you have to listen to someone say i experienced that before you finally start acting you start reacting and we we aren't reacting right now we continue to just listen and listen and and be like oh this is so traumatizing but you know we got like france full-on rioting right now over two years increase in retirement and we are having two school shootings in like less than a week's time and we're like oh gun violence boo (laughs) i just like I was reading this and I was like, this author is so correct. There's just, there's a point where you get tired of, I just, I'm tired of, of only being able to bear witness to listening. And I'll be honest, I full hundred percent don't know what to do. I don't feel I have a strong enough voice necessarily to do something. And, and I also recognize that sometimes my actions have to be a little bit subtler because of the type of job I do. But at the same time, I'm like, there needs to be more done. So anyways, that right. was just... Except for if you... The, the author is talking about both sides of this. Because John did. And what John did didn't end well. True. Very true. And so... It, now, granted, none of us have magical powers that bring people back to life or turn, create giant cow walls. But I think there's an underlying statement in all of this is that was John doing actual magic or was he just did he find another way to function within science um which granted is magic because that's not how science works but you know what i'm saying yeah um but but the author is writing to both sides of this story and that's what i'm talking about when i was talking just a moment ago is is the manipulating society is there an overarching thing that is manipulating society um and there is 
you know, the, the dumbing down of society has been going on for a very long time and it has been done very purposefully. Um, segregating races and making people think that there are actual races amongst us rather than we're all just human. We just happen to look different. Um, all of that has been done very purposefully. And yeah. that's that's what this book is, you know, its underlying message is a bit of this social politics that's going on. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, no, I was letting you talk. Yeah, no, that's all I had to say. Okay, uh, my next little tabby, and I can't remember why I tabbied this other than I just enjoyed it, and it was, he said, I told them I'd save them, and I said, I'm a necromancer, like, as if saving and being a necromancer just are, like, polar opposites. There was just no way to be a necromancer and actually save them. John, like I said, I think John's a bad guy, um, and I yeah. think he was fully aware of what he was doing. I mean, he did say he doesn't make accidents after he... Yeah accidentally killed a bunch of people um around the uh the compound yeah okay so then this next one oh were you gonna see something no i just say i fully think john's a bad guy um, yeah just because you call somebody god doesn't make him good yeah <laughs> Go ahead. okay okay so this next one i i just noticed it and i was like ah oh, this is why i like this author's descriptions because they're kind of weird and they kind of, again, they kind of make me think of Gaiman where they they use descriptions that should not, in theory, work. But it's thought out in such a way that, like, I could visualize exactly what they were saying. So, Nona confronting the fact that she had too much in her mouth to swallow, hastily began gulping it in the tiniest of polite gulps she could manage. But her effort came to nothing. Her throat made a noise a little bit like the noise of a gull on the beach trying to get down a whole sausage, and it was really loud. <laughs> Did we lose Sarah? I'm still here. My nose was cold, so I had my face in the Oh, okay. But yeah, I just, I love that description. And there's like little descriptions like that throughout where that the author's like a sense of humor comes through in the description, and I love it. Uh, there was... Like, uh, Go ahead, no, say. So there was one scene where I enjoyed the because sometimes her descriptions are kind of vague, again, letting you kind of put the pieces together yourself. Um, when she wakes up and has her third tantrum and escapes from like being bound, like some fucked up shit is happening to Nona in that moment. But like just with the descriptions that you get, it's like she never says it explicitly, but your your mind can really draw a pretty gruesome picture so i i did i did think that scene was uh well done i thought yeah so too. okay so these this next one there's two on one page um and uh, so this first one was just like the most new zealander thing like i could hear the new zealander coming out in the author because he said he said he being john we tried talking to them saying wow this is not the time. Be chill. They didn't listen. <laughs> and I don't know why, but there was something about the, wow, this is not the time. Be chill. That just came off. Like I could hear that being something that like, um, I'm going to say it wrong. Kaiwatiti. Did I say that right? Taika, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Like that just sounded like I could hear oh, that in his yeah. voice. So. There's then, some line in there somewhere. Hold on just a second. Where uh -huh. the, the, uh, the John, I think 
says something blatantly anti-Australian. Yeah, I think he says Australians or something like sarcastically, yeah. which yeah. has to be John I think the only I think one I, who would remember that time. Period. I have yeah. it marked somewhere, but yes. I hadn't gotten to that marking yet. Okay. And then there was, I was all, next cult. Let's go for teenage girls instead. Write that down somewhere. M was oh, all, yeah. are you kidding? At least with these guys, we have a chance of getting out alive. Yeah. yeah. I loved all of the. There were a lot of little culty references in this. That that yeah. if we're going to be doing this, let's make it a cult. This isn't going to be a successful cult. Let's create a successful cult. And yet you realize in because he's talking about the past, they made a successful cult. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Parts of this is really brilliant. Parts of it that I just want to smack my head against the wall and say, "Stop doing this to me." And then. Oh. And, oh. and again, it was all the funny parts that I was marking at this point because it was making me laugh. I I marked the fact that Nona, you know, is like having her full on existential crisis. Like I can't continue driving. I'm done. This is it. And oh, with noodle. <laughs> Sorry, read it. Damn, just, talk about like ripping the rug out from underneath me. Read You're it. like That's noodle, not right? Joke at all. I'm just trying to place the event yes yeah so paul looked at her with those gray dark dark gray brown pupils widening slightly nona they said noodles in the back the middle thoughts surged the slit widened all the way oh my god she said in a panic i forgot about noodle the windshield cracked all the way across the middle paul lent their full weight on the accelerator nona drove the truck home <laughs> like like everybody else doesn't matter to nona it, noodle noodle was the saving yeah, grace we finally see the purpose of noodle in this entire book was that one scene <laughs> that's funny. Hey, my next funny what i thought was funny marker was okay. nona was distracted by her lazy enjoyment of the word piglet by a flicker in the dark archway the one from which they were had just emerged and like I don't know if you guys ever get that. Every once in a while I hear a word and it like just like like I don't I, I don't know like you just like become focused on the word. You're both looking at me like I'm a little weird. Um no. Just like trying this, to figure out what you're saying. So like this morning I was thinking about words because this is something I do on occasion. It's something I was like hook. Hook. And I was thinking about the fact that hook sounds like what it does, right? Hook. It, it has that, like, catch to the end of it. And every once in a while, people will say words in conversations. And I'm like, I should be following this conversation. But I'm too busy thinking about the word. Um, there is... God, what was it? There's a certain word where every once in a while people say it and I like I lose all like processing. I'm too busy giggling about the word. Um, the other example I can think of is bombastic. Whenever I crossed come across something and someone uses the word bombastic, I, I can't I can't focus. I just keep thinking about bombastic, like bombastic. I I, I have to say it. Um, you're still looking at me I'm like I'm a little describe. weird every book we ever read the first thing i'm going to say is i found this to be bombastic. really bombastic <laughs> just and so it's, bombastic. Bombastic. 
anyways, so when when Nona gets distracted by the word piglet, my first thought was piglet is an excellent word to get distracted by. Um, like piglet, piglet, piglet. It, it. <laughs> you just keep saying the words. You don't describe why it is that that makes you focus on it. I, I don't like. I don't know. In, in the case of piglet, like it's like it's a wonderfully like two worded one word, and like it completely changes. You do know that in less space. is not a word, right? Let me down. I mean, it's a verb. Let. That is not how let is being used in piglet. I know it's not. <laughs> I am totally, totally confused by this entire conversation. Well, it doesn't help that you are clearly playing on your phone on something. I am absolutely playing on my phone. I can play on my phone and listen this to every weird. word you say. I mean, that's how I usually do these, but I'm actually not playing I, with anything. I I am needing it in order to focus today. So if Listen, you can't understand me needing you, the stem, you, I don't know what to do for you. You you just said you're not explaining why Piglet is pleasing. And I said, because it's kind of a two-word and one-word word. But it's not I, like a proper, it's not a proper two-worded word and one word. It's not like, like, um, not, or, uh, uh. Fuck, now I can't think of any proper two-worded one-words. Straight ahead. Straight ahead is like a proper two-worded two one-word. Oh, it's fuck, what am I thinking of? Downstairs. Downstairs is one word. And that's like a proper, like... No, it's two-word. It's down, as in a direction, and stairs. The, the people say climb. downstairs. You need to take the... Th okay. Yeah, downstairs is used as one word. Yeah. But Thank it's you, Sarah. two words. That's what I'm saying is those are proper two-worded one words. Y'all are having two different way. conversations. Just just cut it. Move on. And that's my whole point. This kicklet isn't a proper one. So you have to like stop and think about it. And it's okay. and it's cute. Now like what I it's describing. What yeah, and it's okay. cute, like what it's describing. And then like it's just like it's got pleasing sounds. Piglet. Piglet. Like it just it's fun to say, like, hook, bombastic. They're just, like, they feel good <laughs> to say. Okay. okay. And so That's how I, I feel about oleaginous. Exactly. Such a greasy word. <laughs> so anyways, I could completely and utterly relate with Nona hearing a word and not paying attention to anything else around her because she was too busy thinking about the word. That was my All point right. of that tab. Cool, cool, cool. Ten minutes later. Fuck you. <laughs> say in our family when someone says cool, 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 it's not a good thing. <laughs> She's mad. <laughs> Amber. I can't remember why I marked that one. Oh, <laughs> Okay, this is my last one. This is my last one. And again, it was because it was funny. I can't remember the last one because I couldn't process what you were saying and what I was reading, so I'm just moving on. Um, but I loved the fact when Pierre was like, oh, by the way, I did get you a birthday present. It's a new shirt. And, and she's like, but I don't think Camilla is going to appreciate what it says. And so Nona says, Pierre, I want to know what it said. 
Now Pira avoids avoided Paul's gaze. It advertised cheap mustache rides, said Pira. We're talking low prices. Nona started to cry softly, overwhelmed. Paul said, Paul said Polymedes wouldn't have let her wear that outside the house. Then Camilla wouldn't have let her wear it inside either. Yeah, but what about you, said Pira. Her choice, said Paul. I think mustache rides should be free. No, no. I don't get the joke, so. Oh. I I have to explain what a mustache ride is to my mother. It's just a dirty t-shirt. I evidently I don't know what a mustache. You're saying riot, R I O T, ride, R I D E, like a horse okay. ride, but on okay. a mustache. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only thing that made me understand what that was about was the look on Sarah's face. So nobody <laughs> would understand, so I couldn't respond. Um, but yes, okay, I get it. Go ahead. No, neither of you found that funny. Well, if I had heard right, I mean, the scene itself was riot. entertaining. Okay. <laughs> mustache oh, riot. <laughs> I don't know what I'm I'm not even sure what that would be. I don't either. Just That's a, why I was confused. Just a crowd of unruly gentlemen, probably. <laughs> With their. I, <laughs> I will be Orchestras. honest, my first thought is oh, it was a gay parade. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we done? Okay, so we'll start with Sarah. Oh, I gotta share this actually. No, Just you should start with Kim. No, no we'll we're start starting with Sarah. 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 Sure. Oh, no, we're not. You can't even say my name right. <laughs> Y'all are being mean to me today. Sarah. Sarah, there we go. Okay, Sarah. What would you rate theme or plot? <clears throat> Theme or plot? Theme or plot? I mean, did it have a plot? Really? At the end of the day? On its own? Um. Can you guys hear the sirens in the background? Nope. There's just silence as you think. There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm mostly listening to the fire truck go by um, and it was quite loud but I guess the microphone doesn't pick it up so that's cool 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 cool, cool. Um, I'll give it a 3.5 oh shocking characters four Bisto. Okay, she's what? not possessed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, is there some holy water nearby? We need to figure out what's going on here because because we went from Harrow the Ninth being a one in themer plot to Nona the Ninth being three point five. So she liked this better than she's letting on. Satisfying I told you guys, It was a good book, and I enjoyed reading it. You said it in such that a way sarcasm. That you didn't like it. Well, it's your fault for interpreting it that way. Um, I still do not like this author's endings. I don't think she does a good job with how she does them. So that I'm going to give. Don't preload. 
for how you guys can see that. Nothing. Go ahead. Put a number in there. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I just assumed it'd be a one again. Oh, I was going to give it a three. Okay. Good mechanics. Mm, 3.5. Maybe four. Amber, we have been played this entire Sarah? recording. Sarah? <laughs> we have been played are you, this entire are you, recording. She, are oh. you being held hostage? No, no, she's played us this okay. entire goddamn recording. She liked this book. She Did liked you like it. this book, Sarah. We have to have look at the numbers she's giving it. I would give unpredictable. Um, I don't like to give this author any points on unpredictable because I feel like she's trying way too hard to make it seem that way, but No, I feel like it played out all right in this book. So I'm going to give this one a four as well. <laughs> she liked Nona. You liked Nona, didn't you? I told you it was a good <laughs> book. I enjoyed reading it. Now, yes, but when you I when do, you say it, it was a good book. I enjoyed this, reading it. You played us this entire goddamn recording. You okay. So, so. I, no. So, Sarah, this is the best book so far in this series for you, with 18.5, and you brought the whole whopping total to 35.5, which is just a little over half of the the amount you gave the Scholomance series. (laughs) (laughs) So, it actually... I only like this book. I still think the series is not good. And I do not want to read Electo, but you will make me oh. read it anyway. I will. But, I will. Um, I didn't put kids yeah. overall, which is 40 or what? As a standalone book, I think this would work really well, even though you wouldn't know I everything going on. starting with Sarah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Amber, yeah. you're tripping. Breathe. Yeah, I told you to start with Kim. Yeah. I, mm. I thought I had done Kim. I'm, I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Okay. All right. So Sarah actually liked Nona. Kim, what would you rate the theme or plot for Nona? Keeping in mind what Sarah rated. (laughs) She'll rate it lower than I rated mine. (laughs) I am probably going to... uh, Theme or plot. In the overall... You know, when I committed to this bit, too, on, like, Wednesday when I finished the book, I didn't even realize we were going to be doing this on April Fool's Day, so. <laughs> oh my God. You you fully had, I, I knew it. I knew when you didn't give a rating. I was like, she might have uh, actually liked this one. I almost gave we it a one star just to We literally had this conversation off, but... <laughs> today. We <laughs> had debated this... whether you liked this one today. And then um, you, played, you played that opening like you do every single opening. It, you... You did well. Nicely done. A plus. <laughs> and that's what's gonna that's be sad. Affecting my ratings right now. I'm having a hard time rating. <laughs> um 
So if you have made it this far in the recording, great job on being, you know, for holding out on Sarah's joke and not being like, fuck it, I don't want to listen to Sarah complain about a book again. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah. We're committed. Okay. Okay. Now, theme or plot. How did I actually feel about the theme or plot? Because it's unfair because I didn't fill this out ahead of time and I should have. I almost did. I didn't do it um, because I always get affected by our conversations. Um, Theme or plot. I will give it a three and a half. Okay. Because I don't think as a standalone story, this one stood alone very well at all. Um, characters, characters. I really oh, like the characters. Um, I really like the characters, even though I couldn't keep anybody straight. I'm still going to give them a five. I really like okay. the characters in these books. Satisfying ending, I'm going to give it a three. I didn't find it satisfying at all. Um, good good mechanics. What did I give it? I don't remember. Did it wasn't a three? Yeah. yeah okay yeah um good mechanics oh, i think she's a really good writer i'm gonna get it a 4.5 okay and then oh i think it's already... unpredictable oh, wait, no, mine was like 18.5 i think yeah unpredictable um i'll give it a four again Okay, so you, you did manage to rate higher than Sarah by a whole point and a half. Yep. <laughs> and I have hiccups. So that is so a you solid... Really, even, even after liking Nona, which, I mean, we, we can give that a, a like, I guess. It's 35 points. Um, you still don't want to read the last one? No. How funny. I don't okay. care about the story as a total. I just enjoyed how she did this book with like a character that seems very in like almost like adult but fully brand new or whatever yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I just I like that whole little concept. But now that we're getting back into the world itself, I uh, I don't really care to see what happens next. Although I do like John, who is probably evil, but he's hilarious. Oh. We should have known he was, was evil as soon as Sarah started Sarah liking, liking him. Yeah. I know, right? And that also means he's going to die because <laughs> I he's have blessed him he has with to my die affection. Because he's a false god. He has to die. But anyway. Okay. Amberly. So I'm going to make this really easy. Theme and plot. Five. She's going to give all fives. Yeah, she is. I am. Characters. Well, five. Satisfying ending. Five. Good mechanics. Five. That ending five because i loved the fact that it had me guessing until the last three-fourths of the book as to who whether it was gideon or harrow and it wasn't fucking either of them it's fucking mother earth yes so um i'm done cussing now that means i gave it a total minute how did how did sarah give it a 35.5 out of 25 that's the total after all three books right oh that, yeah 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 yeah. i put it in the wrong be... spot no yep. my brain broke oh, it's okay broke oh, brain. Well, it's all right i was just confused it should be an 18.5 you gave there. the series total, is my total. Yeah. yeah i gave kim's total off too no mine was 20 nope on here your totals these totals are off uh okay 60.75 that means that there's oh 60.75 no. 60. amber 60.75 there there you go okay that means that there was like a 0.25 in there somewhere nice 
Yes, there was. It was. No, there was a 7.75 for oh. good mechanics. Gotcha. Okay. And then, all right, mine was 25 and my total is 72.5. So 25 here. Yep. Yep. And then I forgot my second number there. 72.5. 72.5. And then I need to do auto sum. Again, just, oh yeah, that works. So close. Oddly enough, so close. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for those wondering, I got to reshuffle these. Reshuffle these. Data. Sort. Did I do it wrong? I don't know what you're doing. No. Sort. Yes. Okay. Column E. Okay. There we go. Okay. So. A Deadly Education is still the top book at 69 points. However, Nona yeah. disrupted the last graduate and came in at 63.5 points so far for the second highest book. And then the last graduate came in at 58.5. So nicely done, Nona. Um, and then it goes down from there, but like, who cares at this point? As for overall, <laughs> so far... We have the Scholomance at 180 points and the Locked Tomb at 168.75. So, let's see here. It, it'll be interesting. The Burning Gods might... Let's see here. For Kim... Might, might actually take on the Scholomance. Let's see here. Sarah would have to give it like the full 25 points, which she's not going to. After Babel, I do not think that this is going to really... I'm probably going to rate it worse than Nona. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be agreeable to what I like to read. So, uh, yeah, who knows? It could be... I think right now it's pretty solidly that the Scholomance is going to take the number one position and it's going to be a matter of whether or not Poppy Wars or the Locked Tombs comes in as the second best series in our little challenge here. So, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.com bookshop.org our link is available via our social media you can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you